Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 136. I'm your host, Joel, and joining me live on the line from Massachusetts, it's Jace. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, Jace. It is a busy, busy time in the world of anime. Uh, I guess before we go into what is going to end up being perhaps feeling a bit early, our seasonal preview part one for winter 2023 that we were doing a bit of uh, work last night. You and I finally actually, well, I, I won't even say finally, that uh, we got our anime of the year list nailed down last night. And uh, you yep. and I had a really good conversation. I think folks are really going to like what the list is. I think that we have what are going to be considered a couple of twists on there. But yeah. I don't think that anything will be considered outright unreasonable. That uh, I think here at Digital Era Entertainment, we usually have slight deviations perhaps from the uh, at large populations views but that the things that we select aren't uh totally radical and absurd either i think we find a very good middle ground um and as we were discussing all these things and getting all these things prepped we looked at our schedules and realized that actually in order to manage a couple of other dates that we have we had to start doing our winter 2023 preview today Yep. So the next couple of weeks <laughs> is going to be preview part one today, preview part two the next week, our anime of the year podcast on the 30th. The week after that, I'm away at MAGFest, so I have no idea what havoc you're going to get. It's going to be a grab bag that day. <laughs> Whatever pops into my head beforehand. Uh, or if you can find it. And whoever I can grab, yeah. Yeah. And then the week after that is going to be naturally our winter 2023 initial reaction. So yep. uh, we've gone ahead and written the script for ourselves for the next uh, month plus looking forward to it yeah but before we jump in i don't want us to bother discussing too much on current season stuff because i think that we've gotten through basically everything worth getting through at this point and that anything yeah. worth saying is going to be said in the anime of the year video but we have a couple of headlines today the first one that really sort of has the anime world shaking. breaking news this morning yeah. as of uh tonight's recording today's recording yeah, actually <laughs> i woke up in the middle of the night last night yeah, and it just happened to check Twitter because I was a little groggy and whatnot. And the news had been posted like minutes beforehand. So my body literally sensed the disturbance in the forest <laughs> coming down from the Pokemon company that Ash Ketchum is indeed going to be retired as a character, at least as a main character, that he will be given a farewell tour of 11 episodes that will start airing in Japan on January 13th that will see the end, the final chapter of Ash and Pikachu's Pokemon journey. I don't, think, uh, I don't think my body is ready. Uh, I mean, like... We, we were discussing just a couple yeah. of weeks ago this concept of, you know, they made him the world champion and where did they go from here? And I had said at the time, I didn't think that they would retire Ash as a character just because he yeah. become so iconic to the brand and that at this point, you know, like, if you didn't do it in any of the previous generations, why this one? But at the same time, I said, if there was ever a time that they were going to let Ash ride off into the sunset, that this would be it. So yeah. while it's not necessarily what I would have put my money on, this is not an absurdity. This is not something that is shocking, at least in concept. I think it's more shocking to see it in black and white, to see it set, yeah. to see it published. Or in and this case, in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. 
but that after 25 years, Ash Ketchum will not be the anime protagonist in Pokemon. It's going to be emotional considering, I mean, we've had these voice actors now in America for what? Like at least the, the, the 15 years or so. Yeah. Keep in mind, there was a rotation a couple of years in about eight years in when, uh, um, when they went from four kids over to uh, the Pokemon company. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, But the current voice of Ash Ketchum actually tweeted out just a couple minutes after the announcement. So they obviously knew this was coming. This was not a shock to any of the people involved that, you know, they're doing right by the cast and crew. And uh, this is uh, Sarah Natacheni. Yep. It's been an extraordinary privilege to have been the English voice of Ash Ketchum for what will be 17 years. Yeah. What lies beyond his final chapter, he'll live forever in the hearts of many generations to come. Cheers to new beginnings. So, like, I got to be choked up just reading that now, man. Yeah, I know. Oh like, I, I saw that. I saw that tweet. Uh, my, I was doing my typical uh, morning ritual, weekday morning ritual of watching Spawn Wave uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern on uh, YouTube. Great channel. Uh, good way to keep up on gaming news. And uh, the first thing I see instead of his video in my feed, because... YouTube's algorithm has pretty much gotten used to showing me that every day without fail was actually posted at 6 a.m. Eastern. It said two hours prior Pokemon and it had this special announcement. I clicked it and I'm like, no. Yeah. That, like, and it's, it, it's it, it did even it in it's, Japan time, which is why it was the middle of the night here in the States. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, sho- it was kind of a shocker in general because you figure that these actors in Japan, like the Seiyu, they've been doing this for the whole 25. I don't think they've recast anybody as far as I know. A couple, but there certainly has not been a cast wide overhaul. The likes that we had yeah. years in here in the U.S. I mean, and like Megumi Hashibara has been Jesse for the full 25 years. That, that was the thing I was telling you before we went live that. The only folks apart from Ash that have done this as long, I suppose you can count Pikachu, but I don't think Pikachu is recording quite the same every uh, every episode. I think that she's sound bank sort of might might. I feel like there are certain things that Pikachu says that are implied to be words and sentences that are recorded fresh. But yeah, Jesse out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are the ones that other than that the only ones other than Ash that have really been there the whole time. Yeah. And obviously we're not going to have them in Scarlet Violet. It's going to be team star. And it's just, Oh man. Ugh. I've got chills. Um, like thinking uh, about that, there's a lot of speculation. Cause like we were already speculating what could happen with a potential reboot uh, a few weeks ago when we did the Pokemon episode and uh side note for listening to this again later on, I would love how when we did the magazine retrospective, I would love to be able to just pull up uh, on camera for everybody the original Nintendo Power issues that previewed Pocket Monsters and how big that was a year or two before we got Pokemon in America um, when we were first learning about it in magazines. It was already huge before we got it here. And you just got this vibe that it was going to be a cultural zeitgeist. And I, I, it really I was. This, 
I don't want to make this a whole nother Pokemon episode, but no, you know, no. I mean, it's just that just sort of that emotion that. right there. Like this, this is like earth shaking news for anime as a whole. Cause this is, this is bigger than Bleach coming back or, you know, Naruto going into Boruto. I think the only other time we're going to get news this big in anime is if something else like, say, uh, Detective Conan or uh, One Piece ends like I, this is on that level be closer to it. De- uh, Detective Conan just isn't big enough here stateside, not here stateside. But I mean, in Japan, um, that's definitely yeah. on that level. Yeah, you in, know? in Japan. But um yeah, so big deal. But we do also have some other news, not quite anime, but anime tangential, which is a really exciting, really happy, good friend, and uh, one of the original hosts of this very podcast, Franji, announced yesterday that she is going to be the dub, vo- the dub voice of Funa Berry in the Shin Ultraman movie coming to theaters nationwide this January 11th and 12th. The 12th is going to be the date of the dub. According to what I have found on Wikipedia, that is a top five role that she has landed for herself. So major character, super excited for her to be a part of such a iconic series, one that I know you are very excited for and that you were saying, oh, well, yeah, you're not going to have to see it twice. Yeah, no, I it was one of those things. I was very tempted to see it twice to begin with, knowing that it was two days. Hell, it's showing at the local theater where I live. Um, so I don't have to go out of my way to like Providence or something like that. I wish that we were getting an IMAX presentation of it, um, because that would be absolutely amazing if, uh, if we did. Um, but yeah, I, I was already excited for it. Um, now it's just like, oh, cool. You know, like friend of the show, you know, one of the original hosts on here going to be in it. It's like, okay, you know, now, now I feel like I got to see it twice, because while live action dubs are a little hit or miss, um, they have gotten considerably better uh, since oh, yeah. like I think the last one I saw in theaters was Gantz uh, when they were doing the Gantz live action duology. And we only got the first one stateside uh, in theaters. I don't think the second one hit theaters uh, due to uh, the lack of a turnout, I guess, for it. But yeah, I, I'm like Shin Ultraman. Yes, please. Uh, maybe, you know, a year or two from now, we'll get Shin Kamen Rider 2. And hey, maybe for the 50th anniversary of uh, Super Sentai, Hideaki Anno will add one more gem to his Shinfinity Gauntlet. We'll get Shin Super yeah. Sentai, you know, <laughs> Shin Go Ranger. Um, Gauntlet, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for Franji. Super happy for her. Yeah. Um, but let's go on and get to the winter 2023 previews. We are going to be using, as always, AnnieChart.net. We are doing this by the English titles where available, sorted alphabetically. We have, as of this time, 51 shows that are listed as airing in winter 2023 that is not including leftovers good lord man this is Uh, a stacked season there is so many sequels here but there's a lot of new stuff as well so some of these we're going to take a bit longer to read some of these are going to be a bit faster i'll go in and start off first we have ayakashi triangle from studio connect this is a manga adaptation japan may be brimming with mysterious monsters called ayakashi but they have a special exorcist ninja force to counter the threat Young exorcist ninja Matsuri spends his days fighting Ayakashi to protect his childhood friend Suzu. 
But when an Ayakashi cat named Shirogane shows up, Shirogane shows up, things get turned upside down. This is listed as an action comedy etchy. Um, the main characters both, I can't tell, they both look female at a glance. Um, they, they I'm looking at my anime list and I'm seeing Matsuri. a male protagonist actually in here as well. So it's two girls okay, and one so, guy. Okay, and a cat. And the one guy just isn't in this uh, promotional image that I'm seeing. Okay. Nah, that nah. Um, course, my anime list shows him and the, and the okay. purple-haired girl. Ah, uh, yes, I'm seeing this now, at least for the source material. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one does not inherently grab me. It doesn't have me repulsed in any way that this is, you know, well, okay, cool. It's a monster hunting type of thing with ninja exorcists, I guess, that this is sort of a blend of a lot of things. It's nothing that's grabbing me, but it's one that I'll keep my ear to the ground. And if one or two people tells me it's good, I'll watch it, but I probably won't start with it out of the gate. I'll I'll give it a shot. I like cats. Uh, you know, my my taste is usually in the um, in in the realm of comedy and action things. Um, of course, coming from that old school two thousands era of uh, shameless fan service, not as overtly fan servicey as things are nowadays. <laughs> but you know, I I'm not averse to that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not I am curious. I do. I do like the uh, protagonist's look too. the the male protagonist's look. Uh, the girls are cute. Um, I I think it could be a good show. I'm, I'll, I'll I'm watch the trailers it. between now and next week to see if I have a slightly different impression of them as well after seeing some trailers. Um, but as of right now, it's it's on my maybe list. It's in my, it's in my, uh, you know, something to look out for. Yeah, I'm going to go on and take the next one as well because it's one that I know I'm going to be watching because it's a sequel. It is Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Season two, this was actually in our top 10 for the year that it debuted. I think it was at number 10 or nine. Uh, for those who don't remember the second season, uh, the best offense is a great defense. And for VR MMO gamer Kaede Ahonjo, her defense is the best. Under the alias Maple, she and her guild journey through the New World online, gaining friends and foes through battlefield quests. All those skill points, new defensive techniques, and no pain, Maple can't be stopped. This is what I call the ultimate realization of just a happy in a video game show. Are they stuck in a video game? Nope. They're just friends playing a video game. Are they trying to save the world? Nope. They're just friends playing a video game. Are they <laughs> having to deal with nefarious uh, folks who are trying to destroy them eh, they have some competitors it's you know there's battles online but is somebody trying to like kill the other nope it's just a video game they're just having fun that's allowed not everything has to be world ending <laughs> not everything has to be isekai either you no, know when it comes not. to these kinds of these stories. are very distinctly human in our world and you don't get a ton of scenes in the real world because a lot of the stuff's happening in the game because that's what it's about. But you yeah. get scenes of them every so often chatting at school and, you know, being human in our world. So it's not even isekai. It's so nice. It's just a nice show. And I'm very much looking forward to season two. So uh, it's, I mean, uh, the, the subject of it sounded interesting to me. I uh, didn't watch it when it came out. Might be something I try to catch up on, depending on whether or not the first few episodes of the first season catch me or not, because there's so much to catch up on still knowing that next year uh, shows like Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, 
uh, Demon Slayer are getting new seasons. And those are two shows I haven't started yet either. So, but well, uh, let's go on to the next one. Continuing on, um, this next one is from PA Works. It will be on Crunchyroll next season. It is called Buddy Daddies. <laughs> and uh, this is some Abenomics type stuff uh, following in line with what we uh, have seen before with uh, uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. In this case, two professional contract criminals are up for their biggest mission yet taking care of a child so and that's the entire thing that's the premise what has me really paying attention to this is that it's a pa works mm. and uh pa works obviously doing a lot of good stuff this season responsible for akiba made war yep. uh previously doing um sakura quest which is a show that i absolutely adored um they they've done a lot of really good stuff so i'm gonna probably just watch the first episode or two of this one the big thing is going to be how is this different from yakuza's guide to babysitting you know if anything this is somewhere between yakuza's guide to babysitting and just looking at the kid i get anya vibes from seeing her in some of the concept art because like she's there with the nerf blaster and like super cheerful and and cute no, there's the other one of her carrying the teddy bear and all i can think of is like this is going to be like yakuza's guide beats uh, like meets spy family i love the character design between the two guys you've got like this one dude who doesn't look like an assassin you know like he's got that happy-go-lucky like you know yeah, young... he just looks like a dad and then, and then the, the other, other guy is, is like, like a spy. yeah he looks like hitman but with you know shaved sides and ponytail he's got a cool i like their designs honestly you know yeah, um, it's, it's nice enough so uh we'll see how it goes i, I think it might i think it's gonna be fun um and, and the next one on the list is i'm hyped for this i don't Bingo know stray dogs seen... season four i have not Hell seen any of that yeah, series man. and it's already on season four so you have not seen Bungo Stray Dogs? No. Again, like I, I had a time skip park, so <laughs> I will actively recommend Bungo Stray Dogs. It's been a year and a half-ish, I think, since the last season. So it's actually been a while. Um, it's Studio Bones. The we'll quality see what I can is do there. To catch up the, the whole story <laughs> is about the characters are all named after famous literary authors. They are okay. not related to them, but that is sort of the initial flavor concept uh they all have different powers and that it's uh they're a special government agency who is tasked with handling others who have special powers so it's almost a more generic premise everything about bungo stray dogs is in the execution just Mm. the characters are good the plot that it sets up is so good the music's good the visuals are there this is just honestly one of the more under the radar good shows and it's one of those ones that if you've seen it it is not shocking in the least to see season four here Mm. but at the same time it never quite broke into mainstream enough to really get the the primary hype but even so here on annie chart it is currently listed as the seventh most anticipated show so that should say something Mm. up next is by the grace of god season two second season uh, set three years after the end of the first season where Ryoma and Eliara promised to reunite. I have not seen By the Grace of God season one. 
But if memory serves, this was the one with the cute uh, fox girl, I think. I see it in the art there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is adventure fantasy. Sure. Uh, Happy for the folks who like season one. I'm not going to go and watch season one to watch season two here, but sure. Yeah. Maho film. Good for them. Uh, Okay. Up next, uh, Studio Mappa. Jake Boost, get your shot glass. Kepar cooking in another world with my absurd skill. <laughs> oh boy, another isekai with a very concept we keep seeing over and over. Um, overpowered somebody main saw, character. Somebody saw laid back camp and said, what if it was isekai? <laughs> yeah, dude has a giant wolf in the uh, concept art here and uh, the key art. But anyway, uh, Mukoto Tsuyoshi is an ordinary salaryman and suddenly transported into another world one day. The unique skill he gains upon his arrival in this world is the seemingly useless online grocery. Mukota is discouraged at first, but the modern foods he's able to bring to his new world using this skill prove to have some unbelievable effects. There's only one reason that I'm going to watch this show right out of the gate. There's only one reason, only one word. MAPPA. Hmm. It's yeah. Studio Mappa. That is something. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit the giant doggo in the background also has me a little, you know, intrigued. So, uh, you know, I mean, like, is is that his pet? Is that a companion? Will it talk? Like, you know, what's going on with the giant doggo? You know, <laughs> I mean, the premise just sounds like something it we've sounds seen. Sounds real generic, but yeah, you know. It's Studio Mappa, and they're pretty dang selective about what they do, and you have to True. look at everything they've done in the past couple of years. They have Hell, become one this of year the alone, Dancer and uh, Chainsaw Man. I mean... And Attack on Titan. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, uh, do, do we need to like go through their back catalog any further? I mean, this past year alone has been a banner year for them, so... Others they've had this year? Uh, okay, yeah, that was it this year, but they had Taktopi Destiny, they did Zombieland Saga, they did Vinland Saga before that, they did Jujutsu Kaisen. They're really good. Yeah, they are one of the best this, right now. If you want to catch fine, this one? I'll, you got me, Mappa. I will give this a chance. Oh, yeah, if you want to check this out, it's on Crunchyroll next season. Uh, next one we're going to skip over. It is Cardfight Vanguard Will Plus Dress Season 2. So, hey, Cardfight Vanguard fans, enjoy. Yeah. The next one is a bit too real for uh, <laughs> Jason and I, but at the same time, this also actually brings me into a special subset of shows. And this is uh, at Anime Frontier a couple weeks ago, Crunchyroll held several preview screenings wherein they got shows from the winter season from January and actually showed the first episode or two of, it was seven or eight shows. And I was on staff at Anime Frontier. And one of the things I was specifically assigned to do was to go to these screenings to act as security. So I was very quietly walking up and down the aisles glancing at folks you know from behind the sections and making sure nobody had their phones out that nobody was recording because obviously it is a very big deal to be showing anime that this isn't just before it's hit the states this is before japan gets it this is 
a month before Japan gets it. It's not like it's a week, a day, a month, a huge amount of time. And this next show is actually one of the ones that I saw. And I will say that for all of these shows, I was not able to pay full attention because I was doing security. Security, But I was able to glance at stuff. And this first one we have here is chilling in my 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army. That's certainly an aim and just, you know, the whole thing of chilling in my 30s, that alone yeah. for Jason and I. It's like, oh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm in this field called I don't out. like it. And I, I literally worked for that. a real life Demon King. Uh, I won't mention the name of the company, but let's just say a lot of people don't like it, but they have to use it anyway. <laughs> The story centers on Dariel, a soldier in the Dark Lord's army who cannot use magic. Instead, he wields his intellect and initiative as an assistant to one of the Dark Lord's most trusted captains. But when the captain is summarily replaced, Dariel also loses his privileged position and is fired. In disappointment, he retires in a village of humans, getting a new start at life by using his abilities to accept requests for help. This is not an isekai, notably. That nope. He is native to this land. Much like a beast tamer. Uh, So it is fantasy slice of life by Encourage Films. Like I said, I was not able to pay full attention to this or any of the other previews I saw, and I'll call them out as we get to them. Yeah. Uh, It was okay. It was Mm. a little bit generic. But at the same time, you usually get these more generic openings in power fantasies that that basically what it seems like it's going to be um whether or not i watch this one is probably going to depend on just how many other shows i'm automatically watching that it's going to be one of those bubble shows for me so we will yeah. see uh same here i mean you know i'm never really one to fall into slice of life type stuff um but i feel so called out by that title that i feel I, well, almost like i have much. to it's really just <laughs> chilling in my 30s and well we don't get many shows of folks in their 30s at all in anime because it's usually usually teenagers. a character or two i mean like uh this uh last season you had uh i forget her name but in uh licorice recoil you had uh one of the characters that was called out for being in her mid 30s so uh, like it's a character here and there these days and i think it's because they know that their target audience at least for those that fell into the first wave of otaku in the states uh and and probably in japan too to a degree uh that that are really buying into the boom now are in their 30s so (laughs) that might be another reason why a lot of stories with characters in their 30s seem to be popping up now um but uh i'd say moving on to the next show it's a sequel season to uh d4dj three are sequel seasons Yep. Uh, D4DJ All Mix is the second season to uh, that series. Uh, good for you if you like this slice of life music. Good it's for Emmy. She on, was the uh, lead in uh, D4DJ First Mix. I hope that she gets to come back in this one. Yeah. Um, not listed yet for uh, a uh, series, but depending, like, was it on Crunchyroll? It was, if memory serves. No, yeah, it was so. on YouTube, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the link here shows YouTube, actually. D4DJ right, underscore YouTube. EN. So, yeah, youtube.com slash uh, at symbol D4DJ underscore EN. Uh, yeah, uh, but you where could watch it on Crunchyroll. It did eventually get to Crunchyroll, so it might also go here as well. We will see. Okay, yeah, and uh, the next season two is... 
you want to take this one or oh, I, it, I didn't sure. I didn't watch I, it so it, I didn't either it's don't oh, toy well. with me Miss Nagatoro second attack it's more Nagatoro it's more of teasing senpai and that's fine it's OLM it's good it is a very well animated show and if you like your teasing anime Nagatoro is uh apparently up there teasing anime just has never been my genre I've said it many times on this show so you know not knocking on it for anyone who enjoys it. Not my cup yeah. of tea. But I recognize that this is very good tea for those who enjoy that flavor of tea. So here yeah. you go. Uh, we're going to skip right over the next one because it is Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in Dungeon Season 4 Part 2. There you Which go. Which is coming to High Dive. So there you go. Uh, if you like that, it's on High Dive. Um, this right, next uh, one. Oh boy. You remember, I was on the vanguard of... I loved My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom. I was like, I'm all for, you know, this new villainous wave. And I've been riding it. And some have been better than others that we had, uh, you know, I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss this season. It was fine. I've enjoyed it. I thought I thought it that was, she was, was uh, I thought she was, was funny. funny. But uh, I'm hoping for a little bit better on this one. It is Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on Sundere Villainous Lisa Lotte. And uh, this is a light novel adaptation, as you would have from that type of title. Endo and Kobayashi just decided to play a magical romance and otome game featuring a devious villainess named Lisa Lote. Kobayashi thinks Lisa Lote is a traditionally dastardly villain, but Endo insists Lisa Lote is just misunderstood. The pair bicker and argue about Lisa Lote's character and motivations, but little do they know that Lisa Lote's in-game fiancé can hear their every word. And their colorful chatter will lead him down a completely different path and his character is supposed to tread. What makes this so interesting to me is that this is not an isekai. This is not a reborn as a villainess. This is, we have our two characters playing the game actively and influencing the game in a way that should not be natural. That, that is, is a hell of a twist. Yeah. That has me in the door. Yeah, I, I am curious about it. Um... I like the character designs uh, and I think that this is just kind of it's it's a hell of a twist after watching uh, after watching I'm the villainous uh, so I'm taming the final boss this past season and how that one was also kind of a uh, similar twist in some ways to uh, uh, then the season before that with uh, uh, surviving a dating sim. Now you have people who aren't isekai in another situation like this. It says comedy fantasy. There's clearly going to be a little bit of a rom-com element to it. And it's hitting, of course, during romance season. So, uh, of course, uh, winter is always the time for Valentine's Day and White mm -hmm. Day. So there's going to be a lot of shows like that. Yeah, I'll probably watch the first few episodes, and if it catches my attention, it's on my list, uh, and that will yeah. be coming to High Dive. Uh, up next by Studio Gaina, not Gynax, Gaina, um, is Flaglia. Um, this is going to be on Amazon Prime. Apparently. Yeah, when was the last time Amazon Prime got an exclusive? Now, whether or not this is Amazon Prime Japan or Amazon Prime Worldwide oh, remains to be seen. Because if you click the link, um, it just brings you to anime on Amazon. Mm. It doesn't bring you directly we'll to the show. Then. Yes. But it says it's a mixed media project spanning anime and a musical. The anime side of the project is set in present day 
And the musical is set in the Middle Ages. And that's all it says. So we don't know any of the context of what's going on in present day or the Middle Ages, but that this is a anime and musical. That alone would have already been, huh? That's different. Yeah. That's rare. I can't remember the last time that usually when we get a mixed media project, that means that it's for a game, usually yeah. a mobile game, usually a gotcha mobile game, but a musical? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm you, so you got puzzled me and intrigued. But, like, and also that you have, not only is it that it's mixed media and that it's like similar story or something or that it's related, but you're actually telling two distinct plot threads. So That's I'm, really cool. I'm on I my anime list. And, because I don't have Amazon Prime and I don't want to get it just for this. Yeah, I'm on my anime list. Uh, the full title, Flaglia Natsuyasumi no Monokatari. And they go into better detail on the synopsis here. Iko, a third grader, lives with his four older brothers in an old house in Tatayama. Iko's family has no parents, and according to his older brothers, their mother works in Tokyo. Despite being a bit eccentric, Iko loves his brothers, who take good care of him, but they have a secret. They are wizards who live almost forever. The story unfolds of a family's summer vacation in a seaside town, happily living together while being caught up in the world of wizards. I'm still con I'm still kind of curious about this because like, the musical deals with them in the Middle Ages and this is them in the modern day. So it's like. I kind of wish I could see the musical like <laughs> I would watch this if it wasn't just on Amazon. I hope it's yeah. not on Amazon. If, if it isn't, I'm in, but I'm not going to pay for Amazon Prime just for this. We will see. I will Next track down a friend. The giant <laughs> beast of ours, ARS. This is an original one by Asashi, sorry, Asahi production. The story takes place in an age of swords, heroes, and myths. Giant beasts created the land, but then the humans stole that land. Ah, yes, as humans are wont to do. Mm. This angered the beast, as beasts are wont to do, who then started eating humans, as they are wont to do. Mm. In order to fight back, humans called upon the gods. The Kyoju beasts started spreading around the world, causing great damage, but humans fought back by hunting the Kyoju. Humanity also prospered by, uh, prospered by to using, yay, translation errors, Humanity also prospered by using the dissected parts of the beast. Jiro is a man who has escaped death, and he hunts Kyoju to earn a living. He meets 20 and 2nd Kumi. That, that's actually what it says. 20 and 2nd Kumi, who is being chased by someone. Jiro and his friends then start to uncover the secrets of this world. I like the key art here. I like I the really key art. Like, like, this and, is cool. I appreciate I mean, that it's an original. It's, I mean, they're they're calling them Kyoju instead of Kaijin Kaiju. or Kaiju or or Kyojin because they're not they're not humanoid, but they are giant, but they are not like it, it's it's hard to really describe because I'm not seeing the kanji to it. But I mean, we can clearly tell that it's a combination of Titan and Kaiju, basically. Yeah. So. I'm, giant, I will still give this giant one a shot. I yeah, I'm willing to give one. it a shot. I like I like things that involve kaiju type creatures. I it's while it's not an original concept per se to have the heroes take technology or something from whatever it is they're fighting to advance yeah, that, humanity. That's a normal thing that it's, it's not. It's an original not an series with some great one. looking key art, and yeah. I think uh, 
it's just another one that's going to add to uh, the uh, pedigree that uh, High Dive has been curating by plucking these shows that Crunchyroll's not getting. Crunchyroll seems to be getting the mainstream and we're getting these shows on High Dive that really, they are compelling and, and unique. Um, so this is definitely something I'll be looking forward to uh, yeah. for High Dive. Um, up, next. up next, take a shot, everybody. It's Handyman Saito in another world. That's right. It's an isekai pulled from a manga and it will be on Crunchyroll. Handyman Saito has never been anyone special. All his life, he's had average grades, ordinary athletic skill, commonplace job. But his unremarkable path takes a turn when he wakes up in another world. Here, warriors, wizards, and elves accompany him on quests, delving deep into dungeons. And Saito realizes for the first time what it's like to be needed. After all, who other than the handyman could be trusted to open locked treasure chests? or to repair his allies' equipment. Beginning with a simple thank you, this is the story of an ordinary person's fulfilling life. Who can do the things in an isekai world? The handyman! (laughs) The thing that I appreciate here is that this isn't, I was a handyman in another world and now I'm overpowered. Yeah, He's still just a handyman. It's not, you know, overpowered farming, overpowered cooking, overpowered random skills or i had no skills and now i have all the skills it's still just him he's still just a handyman but he's contributing in his new world in the same way not well perhaps not the exact same way maybe he wasn't doing you know armor repair maybe he was doing plumbing or electrical repair oh, welding but that he is still he's still doing I don't want to say the menial task, but I want to say the background task. He's still doing the support role. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious. And makes me ever so slightly forgiving. I'm going to put this on the bubble. I'm not grabbed by it, but I'm willing to forgive its isekiness in favor of its simplicity. I am a little curious about it. Um, I mean, they use the term, uh, it's it's translated as uh, handyman, uh, we would probably use the uh, phrasing of jack of all trades, which, of course, something like that. Yeah, everybody always says a jack of all trades and a master of none. But everybody always leaves out the second time is oftentimes better than a master of one. And so I, I see him as being this kind of person who literally just picks up everything that they could at every job they've had, you know, kind of like golden boy type of thing. And now he's in another world and literally everything yeah. he's ever learned and used is now into play. Yeah. super useful in a completely different way than he applied it in real life. Um, yeah. I can kind of relate to being somebody who picks up skills like that and then suddenly realizes, hey, I can do this, too. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I am kind of curious about the development of a main character in that way to find what seemingly is mundane and and you know kind of like oh i did this for a job i did this for a job yeah and now suddenly he's we like need to, we need to move on because we still have yeah. a lot to go but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye we're on almost this one. halfway through <laughs> yeah almost now well but and we started late but we're still probably halfway through our runtime well more than that now yeah. this next one has a very long description so i'm going to read a little bit fast this is high card 
it is a, it says source other, so I need to figure out what that is. But after discovering that his orphanage was on the brink of closing due to financial stress, Finn, who was living freely on the streets, set out for a casino with the aim of making a fortune. However, nothing could have prepared Finn for the nightmare that was awaiting him. Once there, Finn encountered a car chase and a bloody shootout caused by a man's quote-unquote lucky card. Finn will eventually learn what the shootout was about. The world order can be controlled by a set of 52 X-playing cards with the power to bestow different superhuman abilities and powers to the ones that possess them. With these cards, people can access the hidden powers of the buddy that can be found within themselves. There is a secret group of players called High Card who have been directly ordered by the King of Foreland to collect the cards that have been scattered throughout the kingdom while moonlighting as employees of the luxury car maker Pinochil. Uh, Pinochil. Scouted Pino, to become uh, a group Pinochil, of fit- I believe. Uh, like, pin- like the card P- game. Uh, oh, I can see that, yeah. It's P-I-N-O-C-H-L-E. Pinochil. Yeah. Uh, scouted to become the group's fifth member, Finn soon joins the players on a dangerous mission to find these cards. However, Who's Who, the rival car maker obsessed with defeating Pinnacle and the Klondikes, the infamous mafia family, stand in the way of the gang. A frenzied battle amongst these card-obsessed players fueled by justice, desire, and revenge is about to begin. Son uh, of a bitch, I'm I, in. I, 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 I'm totally in. Uh, it's not listed as to where it's going to be, um, but my God, everything about this, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing at the puns already. Yeah, we got we got Pinnacle and we have the Klondikes, as in the version of Solitaire everybody knows, thanks to Mm -hmm. Windows. And I'm I'm if I had to guess, the X playing is probably cross playing cards. So I can see that. And just this is a very cool key art. We're talking mafia and superpowers and casinos. That's not stuff we get every day. Superpowers inside themselves. I'm sorry. Is this a JoJo reference? <laughs> like instead of to be fair, instead there of have been powers inside yourself before JoJo. True, true. I mean, it's it just kind of reminded me a little bit because uh, JoJo Part Three was, of course, tarot card names. So, mm. um, but yeah, and apparently, uh, if you were at Anime NYC, you had a chance at seeing Episode One. Um, so this will start on January 9th. and. Be on the lookout um, if this shows up on somebody's uh, list of shows uh, for next season, High Diver Crunchyroll, yeah. uh, we will be uh, letting you know next week. Yeah, uh, the next one I'm going to skip over real quick. It's Inspector Season 2. This was one that I really enjoyed uh, a year or so ago when it came out. Uh, this is, think sort of Monogatari, creepy uh, hmm. spirits and... I think the analogy I had was imagine Monogatari mixed with Haruhi Suzumiya because the main Mm. characters have very much a Haruhi Kyon type of relationship. Mm. Uh, I thought it was very fun and I will be watching season two. Cool, cool. Uh, Next up, take a shot, everybody. Zero name this time. Yeah, Isekai Nonbiri Nouka. And it is a fantasy. After Hiraku dies of a serious illness, God brings him back to life gives his health and youth back, and sends him into a fantasy world of his choice. In order to enjoy his second shot, God bestows upon him the almighty farming tool. <laughs> Watch as Hiraku digs, chops, and plows in another world in this laid-back farming fantasy. If I had a nickel for every time we had a farming isekai in the past two seasons, I'd have two nickels. 
is, is which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice is in back to back seasons. What wasn't the one from this season not even an isekai though? Not it was just I maxed uh, I maxed out my farming related skills, but it wasn't an isekai. Oh, was it not? Okay, no, fine. no. Well, if it's we had, uh, if, if I had a nickel for every farming show we've had in the past two seasons, I'd have two nickels. Which is still two nickels more than you already have. I, it, uh, yeah, it, it, and I can't remember having many any farming shows. I uh. if if I had to blame it on anything, I'd just blame it on the glut of like Animal Crossing like games that have been coming out constantly these days. Um, maybe i don't know we'll we'll leave that for uh we'll leave that for the gaming podcast to yeah. discuss those <laughs> yes and up next is kena of the great snow sea by polygon pictures this is an original a world blanketed in an endless and ever-growing ocean of snow the people eke out a living either huddled around the roots of an enormous tree oh sorry either huddled around the roots of enormous trees dotting the surface or high in the canopy which spreads over the planet's atmosphere a chance meeting between Kena, a youth from the canopy, and Liliha, a youth woman from the surface, sets off a chain of events that will change the fate of the world. This is listed as a drama fantasy. I don't know much, but I'm intrigued. You know, I am a sucker for snow. It is the only thing that gets rid of my seasonal depression is looking outside my window and seeing a layer of white fluffy stuff out there shining in the sunlight. Uh, it gives me such life during the winter months. And so I think this will be my escape to a snowy world if this turns out. I it mean, it sounds like, well, it's listed as a drama fantasy. This sounds like it might not be a happy go lucky fun time. I don't There's care because it just. But, anyways, like original story, the production looks okay. Polygon I'm, Pictures isn't exactly a storied one, but just this is an original enough concept. Yeah, I'm going to be in on the first three episodes to see what it's doing. I guess you could say winter is coming. You could, in fact, say that winter is coming and it actually comes once a year around these parts. Yeah, And in the uh, in the winter anime season, no less. um, You can watch that on Crunchyroll uh, starting in January. Yeah. Up next, coming to High Dive uh, from Studio Pine Jam is a romantic comedy, as is uh, the season for it. Kubo won't let me be invisible. Junta Shiraishi has just one goal, to experience youth to the fullest. But this is easier said than done. Junta is so socially invisible that people at school would swear he skipped class even when he's sitting right behind them. Everything changes when Junta meets Nagisa Kubo. She's the only person who pays Junta any attention, and her constant teasing is sure to turn Junta's quiet life upside down because Kubo won't let him be invisible. It's a teasing rom-com. Eh. Eh. I've, I'm on the record from about 20 minutes ago saying I don't really love teasing shows, so I'm probably not going to be on, on this one, but cool. It looks yeah. nice. Now, uh, ranking 20th right now on uh, Annie Chart's Most Anticipated, so... Yeah, that, that's not very high. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> uh, up next is Malevolent Spirits Monogatari, not related to the Bakke Monogatari series. Filled with rage against spirits known as Sumu, sorry, Tsukumogami. Tsukumogami. Yep. Kunato Hyoma is sent to live with Nag- Nagatsuki Botan to help him see a different side. 
though both are part of a clan that returns the spirits back to their world with divine powers, their experiences with the otherworldly vessels are vastly different. Kunato robbed of a loved one and Nagatsuki saved by them. Can she get through to him? The thing that has me paying attention, it's once again because of the studio. This is Bandai Namco Pictures. It's a Bandai. Action Supernatural. Bandai Namco obviously giving us Birdie Wing, also giving us um, Witch from Mercury. uh, Raven of the Inner Palace, Tiger and Bunny 2. I mean, ever since they consolidated all of their studios under Bandai Namco Pictures, I feel like things have just gotten bigger. Like, when you think Bandai Namco, you think of video games and toys and, you know, cheap tie-ins for things like that. And this just, from the key art to the concept, I'm going to be tuning into this on Crunchyroll. I... I mean, Birdie Wing got me this year. Like they've they've roped me in four times this year with different shows. I think they're going to keep roping me in again next year as well. So, so you son of a bee, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Up next is a slice of life sports anime uh, coming to us from Studio Bakken Record, um, and it is Mo Ippon. After performing in their final middle school judo tournament, Michi and Sanae begin high school and walk in on Michi's final opponent, fighting to save their new high school's judo club. I'm not one for slice of life. I'm usually not one for sports. I will probably pass on this, even though it's not your typical sport seeing girls do judo. I don't think because because this is a slice of life, I don't think this is going to swerve us the way Birdie Wing did. So I'm probably yeah, going to pass on this. Much. Yeah. Up next is My Life as Unukai-san's Dog. They say every dog has his day. That's especially too, true for our protagonist, who has just turned into a dog and now lives every day under the care of his crush, Unukai-san. She happily dotes on her new companion, and while he wants to return to his human form someday, there's something wonderful about being cared for by the person he loves. Enjoy life through the eyes of a dog. It's a comedy etchy. Uh, you can tell very much from the vantage point of the promo <laughs> art that he is a dog. And I can see, you know, there's nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's nothing too etchy in this promo art, but I could see Other how it's going to get there. Um, pass, but points for originality. I... I'll, give, I'll give them that... I've never seen something done literally or figuratively from this angle before. I'm curious. Um, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I do like the hashtag. Hashtag Inu, uh, Inuhiro. It's a <laughs> dog hero. Mm. Um, it's, coming to, uh, it's coming to high dive. I think I'll give it an episode or two. I am a little curious. Um, I do have my guilty pleasure uh, etchies and stuff like that. Um, if if I don't follow the show and it shows up on Mother's Basement's list of uh, trash anime for the season, I'll probably pick it up and binge through it because <laughs> I do have a soft spot for that sort of thing. Um, now, this one coming up next is on Crunchyroll, and this is coming hot off the heels of uh, another anime based off of a Square Enix uh, property. Um, this past season, we had um, 
the uh, Mana series. This upcoming season, we have Near Automata version 1.1a coming to us from A1 Pictures. And uh, everything that lives is designed to end. We are perpetually trapped in a never-ending spiral of life and death. The smash hit action RPG from Square Enix announces an anime adaptation of Near Automata. I haven't played the game. I want to play the game. Um, I probably won't watch this because I'm going to play the game. So that's my take on it. I might watch it because I don't know if I'm going to play the game. Uh, It's A1 Futures, so yeah. Just got a Switch drop uh, recently, and apparently it is a high-quality Switch port. Um, Mm. And I like my games on the run. Um, I like being able to play Switch wherever I go uh, rather than sitting down at my desk where i stream and do all of my work all the time (laughs) i i would rather be playing a game uh on my switch so yeah and i know there's a lot of people that love near automata that this is a anticipated adaptation i hope it does well we're pretty much halfway through and we, uh, we are just time. under halfway let's do three more and then call it a day plus we yeah. have just a couple more minutes uh since we did start a little late i'd say uh, i'd say the last one actually is worth mentioning because we started with that in the uh at the preamble so oh yeah so um we have mingen fushin adventurers who don't believe in humanity will save the world hmm. huh nick okay. is, Nick used to be a member of a veteran adventurer party, helping his undisciplined friends with the account, with the accounts whenever he could accounts. Huh? Yeah, I, okay. I guess business. Um, that accounts in this case is you know missions and whatnot. But what Maybe. was his reward? Getting accused of embezzlement and kicked out by the party leader he respected. Before long, he finds a few other jaded adventurers and kindred spirits, and together they will form their own unstoppable party. Once again, we've we have this newly formed subgenre of kicked out of powerful groups, either kicked out of the hero's party, kicked out of the demon king's army, things of that nature. And this is, you know, yeah. not the hero's party, but you know, he was part of this adventure party and he was kicked out unjustly. And now he's gonna prove that he shouldn't have been kicked out because he's powerful. And I'm just not that intrigued by this at all. I'm curious because he was an accountant in the party. <laughs> like that just seems a little odd because, like, he was accused of embezzlement, so he if, is literally if this an ends accountant. Up being adventuring, accounting the anime, then I'm in. Then I'm so in. I am so curious. Like, I will check this out on Crunchyroll. Uh, Give it an episode. Or two. Action adventure, which makes me think that this is going to be more conventional, and that. Maybe he was doing a bit of paperwork, but that's not his primary function as an adventurer or as a character. If I'm wrong and it is accounting the anime, I'll be on this so fast. Um, I mean, looking at the my anime list uh, description, the last. Uh, uh, well, this is interesting, too, because it says right here uh, that. uh Basically, they bonded over betrayals and their destroyed ability to trust anyone. Um, so they they went out drinking, went, wow, we don't trust people because we were all backstabbed. Let's all join a party together. Yeah, and, this whole thing of just, you know, they're a bunch of jaded folks. They were all done wrong by others in their lives. And woe are they. 
I can kind I'm of sorry, I just <laughs> this this I, genre of my job sucks and I got either fired from it or quit it. And then everything went hunky dory from there. It's like, could could this happen to me in real life, please? Like <laughs> Yeah. You talk about your fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. Uh so I am I am kind of curious, morbidly curious. And and again, not an isekai. Surprisingly. Yeah. So yeah. I will give it points uh, for that. Up next, uh Studio Bind. Onimai, I am now your sister. Uh this comes from a manga and will be on Crunchyroll. Uh Mahiro Oyama was just a normal erotic game loving dude until he woke up one morning as a woman. Turns out his mad scientist little sister, Mihari, tried out one of her new experiments on him with a disastrous outcome as far as Mahiro's concerned. But Mihari is as determined to study him as he is determined to go back to being a shut-in, his shut-in game-playing life. And one thing's for sure, Life is about to get a whole lot weirder from here on out. Weird science. I Listed don't know as a to. comedy anime, this has some very light pastel colors. Um, I'm kind of surprised to not see Etchy as a tag here. I uh, honestly don't know how to feel about like, this. It's, I don't know. Like, is this just going to be Otihi reverse gender norms, the anime? Or are they actually yeah. going to do fun things with their comedy? I'm going to wait and see on this one. It's yeah. one that I will be open to if I see a, a good review or two. Mm. I'm probably not going to go out of my way to watch this out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and uh, the last one that we'll be doing today, this does not actually have a translated name. Otonari no Tenshi-sama I'm not even going to try. Uh, let, let me go with this. Otanari no tenshi ni itsunomanika dame ningen ni sareta ken. That means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to no go to Google either. Translate, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to click my anime list uh, to see if. Nope. It, there's. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. It says right here The Angel uh, Next Door the, Spoils Me Rotten. Okay, cool. Uh, huh. Well, I kind of had a feeling, actually. Tenshi sama. Yeah, and Otonari being next door, next door, or next to me, angel. Mm. So, uh, Amani yeah, lives alone sense. in an apartment, and the most beautiful girl in school, Mahiru, sorry, lives just next door. They've almost never spoken until the day he sees her in distress on a rainy day and lends her his umbrella to return the favor she offers to help him around the house. And a relationship slowly begins to blossom as the distance between them closes. Wow, the dude lent you an umbrella and now you're helping him around the house? I sure hope that they say that she was actually interested in him and that she just used that as an excuse and that she doesn't actually think that being loaned an umbrella requires that type of, you know, return. Whatever. It's listed as a comedy romance. This is inoffensively generic. That basically... All we've been given is the pilot episode circumstance for how this rom-com is going to happen. And as far as we know, it's just a rom-com. And rom-coms can range from really good to really not good. So, again, I'm going to wait on some reviews for this. But I will be open Cute to artwork it. style. I, I like yeah, the it's nice. art. And you know. I will say, we didn't see a lot of isekai today. And and when there we was did, a lot it of was shows. blatant. <laughs> yeah, that there were a lot of these that 
I was expecting to be isekai, then let me do a quick count. And I'm even going to include sequels here. Um, one, two, three, four, four isekai in 27 shows that includes sequels. Hmm. I'm, I'm happy, but also scared that we we're just going to get a glut of them next week, but will we get them next week? You'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, I guess uh, since we already talked about it at the start of the show, the last thing, since we don't have to, so we won't have to talk about it next week, uh, Poke the Monster, Mezase, Pokemon Master, 11 episodes, and it's the end of Ash's journey. And yeah, that's, I think, where we should cut it off there, because we started with it. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, so... Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been part one of our winter 2023 previews. Definitely being uh, excited for what is to come. And we will be continuing with our previews next week. As always, be sure to check out our sponsor, Image Anime at imageanime.com. And you can use the code DESCOUNTSHIP, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P, for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And you can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise from digitaleraentertainment.com. Sorry, no, it's merch.streamelements.com. See, I'm getting tired at the end. <laughs> Merch.streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment. Good Lord, man. Uh, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that jazz here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer for Kokoro No Pro, our upcoming wrestling visual novel being headed up by Mario and RJ. We will be back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time with our next radio drama. It is going to be our Dragon Ball Z abridged movie marathon. So that's going to be very fun. We have a rotating cast for each of the five movies that we'll be going through. So definitely tune in for movies. the yeah for, for uh, the Team Four Star Classics. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think that is just about going to do it for us. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. To be continued.